podcasting from St. Louis, Missouri. This is Functional Wellness with Dr. Allison, your information and inspiration hub for all things health, wellness, and functional medicine. Your host, Dr. Allison DeBario-Goggin, has been practicing functional medicine for over 11 years. She is passionate about finding root causes and solutions for gut health, hormone balance, anxiety, and autoimmune conditions. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome. Are you trying to quit smoking cigarettes? Are you wondering if maybe it's not that big of a deal or maybe it's not impacting your health at all and you can get away with it or are you struggling to quit and you're looking for a bigger reason why? In this today's episode, we are going to talk about cigarettes, what they do to your body, how they impact your weight, your health, your food choices, and so many more things. So keep watching. If we haven't met yet, I'm Dr. Allison DeBardo-Goggin. I'm a functional medicine physician and a doTERRA wellness advocate. I help women overcome chronic pain, anxiety, health issues, so they can feel like themselves again. So let's dive into this topic a little bit deeper. I would say that some of my patients struggle with smoking and quitting as well. It's definitely part of our lifestyle medicine that we work on to improve our health and quitting smoking is a main one. Now, it's really difficult to do for many people. It's a hard habit to break. I definitely understand. And we also tend to find that people who are smoking are doing it for stress relief. And I hear my patients say, like, if I didn't have cigarettes, I don't know what I would do. And so that smoking becomes their biggest stress reliever and almost a perceived healthy habit in some ways. We all know smoking is bad for you, right? You don't need to have this conversation. We started in fifth grade with dare, right? It's bad for your heart, it's bad for your lungs, it leads to cancer and many other issues, and we have to be very protective of our bodies, and smoking is the worst thing that we can do. Many people will tell me too, like, oh, I had family members who smoked for their whole lives, or my friends smoked, and they never got sick, and I don't understand why I have to worry about smoking when it's not even that big of a deal. But today we're going to talk about why it is a really big deal, especially if you're one of my patients and you're trying to lose weight and you're trying to sleep better and you're trying to get your hormones in check, smoking is going to be something that's really going to hold you back. So what you might not know is that nicotine actually raises your blood sugar levels. And why is this important? It's important because smoking has been proven to lead to diabetes and this is the main reason why. So every time you smoke, it's like basically eating a cupcake, right? And then your blood sugar goes up and then it's supposed to come back down. And if you're smoking throughout the day, you're keeping your blood sugar at consistently high levels and hopefully you're eating. And it's also keeping your blood sugar at consistently high levels. So your body never finds a break. Your insulin never gets a break. And this is what's causing your weight gain, thyroid conditions, the brain fog, the slow wound healing. So if you get cut or you get hurt, it takes a really long time for your body to heal. Insomnia, hormone issues, there's so many other things. So many people think that smoking will help them with the weight loss, but it's actually the opposite. It's actually keeping you fat because it's keeping your blood sugar so high. The scary thing about smoking is that people with diabetes who smoke actually have higher blood sugar spikes. So if you don't have diabetes, nicotine will spike your blood sugar. If you have diabetes or prediabetes as well, it will spike your blood sugar even higher. And studies have shown that people who are diabetic and smoke need higher levels of insulin to maintain a target level of their blood sugar throughout the day. 
and when they quit smoking, they actually need more nutritional support and medical support to keep their blood sugar stable because then it starts dropping too low. So when you think about one, the cost of cigarettes and two, the cost of insulin that we need more and more insulin, more and more throughout the day to maintain blood sugar levels because of smoking, this is getting extremely expensive and taxing on the body and something that it might not recover from. Here's an interesting thing that I actually didn't know about, but sugar approximates about 20% of a cigarette. So yes, they add sugar into cigarettes. We don't know the effect of burning the sugar. Now, I do not think that sugar in the cigarette is causing this diabetic type reaction. We know through research that is actually the nicotine. But what is breathing in burned sugar doing to your body? It's probably not helping. It probably is contributing to blood sugar spikes as well as all of the other conditions. So this is a major factor when trying to control your blood sugar, trying to lose weight, trying to improve your energy. And you have to think about the long-term complications from long-term high blood sugar. It's of course leading to diabetes, but also kidney failure heart attacks, strokes, nerve damage, and I've seen nerve damage turn into mandatory amputation of toes and feet and legs even because of the damage from the diabetes. So smoking is a direct factor in your health. Nicotine is also found in secondhand smoke and in all of the other places that we worry about secondhand smoke. So if you are living with someone who is smoking, you are actually getting doses of nicotine, which is affecting your blood sugar and your health. And think about if you're smoking around your children, even if it's not around your kids, but maybe it's on your clothes and it's in your cars, in your home, you are exposing your children and your family members to nicotine, which is then affecting their health. So it goes far beyond lung health and heart health, now you're causing diabetic type issues in your children potentially because of smoking. So we have to look at this as a larger picture as well. What's going on with your family? Are they maintaining their weight and their health? And is smoking or secondhand smoke partially contributing to these issues? The scary thing too is that nicotine in cigarette, the content is increasing. So studies have shown from the 1997 to about 2005 that the nicotine content increased 11% in major brands. So we all know that cigarettes are addictive and they're increasing the toxins and the chemicals in the cigarettes to make them even more addictive as time goes on. But that also means that it's increasing all of your health concerns and complications that are coming from smoking. So here's some other information you need to know. I know you already know this, but sometimes it helps to hear it again. So cigarettes contain arsenic, formaldehyde, lead, hydrogen cyanide, nitrogen oxide, carbon monoxide, ammonia, and 43 known carcinogens. Cigarettes can contain more than 4,000 ingredients, which when burned can also produce over 200 compound chemicals. Many of these compounds have been linked to lung damage, Several active ingredients and special methods of production are involved making sure the nicotine in a cigarette is many times more potent than the tobacco of a plant. And I think this is why when we look at cultures who just smoke tobacco leaves, they don't have the diseases associated with modern cigarettes because we're not smoking just tobacco, you're smoking 
thousands of chemicals and then you're burning them, which is causing even more chemicals to be compounded and created during this process that is directly affecting your body. Also, if you listen to my podcast, I also talk a lot about diabetogens and obesogens, which are man-made chemicals that are directly linked to causing diabetes and obesity in our world. So we find it in our drinking water, we find it in plastics, we find it in things like that new car smell is 100% diabetogens and obesogens. And this is why our issue as a society has become such an epidemic of obesity is because of all these chemicals in our systems that we just can't get rid of. Our body doesn't know how to detox. So if you have trouble losing weight, getting your diabetes under control and you're smoking, you're literally causing yourself to become overweight and it's going to be even more difficult to lose the weight because of the toxins. So it's not you, it's not food, it's the cigarettes. Another interesting fact is that nicotine reaches the brain within 10 seconds after the smoke is inhaled and has been found in every part of the body, including breast milk. So again, when we're talking about diabetogens and obesogens and xenohormones, we're bringing all this into our body and it's wreaking havoc. And people are calling me saying, well, what supplement can I take to help my hormones or help my blood sugar? And the reality is that lifestyle medicine exercise, healthy diet, not smoking, not drinking are going to play a major role in how your body heals, how it feels, how you lose and maintain your weight. And then what about your immune system? Because right now everyone's concerned about their immune system, rightfully so. We want to ward off viruses and bacteria and antibiotic resistant bacteria and smoking, as we know, lowers your body's immune system. Smoking is an immunosuppressant. So when I was diagnosed with colitis and I knew some other people that had colitis, but they were smoking cigarettes. I was like, and they were asking me like, Allison, how do I cure my colitis? And I'm like, you have to stop smoking. So I got on PubMed.gov, which is where all the international research is housed. And I type in smoking colitis. And what I found was actually the opposite is that smoking can help support colitis patients. Now, isn't that interesting? Because nicotine is, and all of the compounds in there are immunosuppressant, you're actually stopping that autoimmune attack, which sounds great. A lot of people in the colitis and Crohn's group say, hey, should I just start smoking during this flare because I feel so bad? And everyone's like, no, don't do it. It's not worth it. So if you're smoking, you're lowering your immune system's ability to respond to infections, attacks, and you're also ruining your immune system through... Uh, being immune suppressants. So if you're already on immune suppressants like medications like Remicade or Humira, you're also lowering your immune system even further, which is going to make you even more susceptible. So we have to be so extremely careful. You are even at more high risk. And then when you add on diabetes and high blood sugar, high blood pressure, lung um, infections, you're way high risk for becoming infected with any virus, so a simple cold, flu, allergies, all the way to deadly viruses that might take you out. So smoking is something that was harmful in so many ways. I want to read you an excerpt from a study on the immune system and smoking. It says smoking affects host innate immunity, including structural and functional changes in the respiratory epithelium, lung surfactant protein, 
and immune cells such as alveolar macrophages, neutrophils, lymphocytes, and natural killer cells. Thus, smoking cessations should be emphasized not only for prevention of cancer and coronary artery disease, but also for patients with recurrent infections and immunosuppressant states. So if you're someone who always catches a cold every winter, or you always have bronchitis, or you're always catching strep from your kids, smoking is lowering your immune system and is leaving you open to attack and not helping. So how do you quit smoking? What can you do to help your body? Now, nicotine replacements are a great place to start, but you have to remember that you're still bringing nicotine into your system. So it's a good step-down program. Research shows, of course, that using a nicotine replacement will help you quit 50% faster and help you stay off of cigarettes for a longer amount of time and quit permanently. So gums and lozenges. Now, of course, if you have diabetes, if you're taking insulin, you have to tell your doctor that you're quitting smoking because your insulin dosages and timing will change when you quit. You need to work with someone who can help you with food, maintain your blood sugar levels throughout the day, and get you supported that way. I always refer to therapists because finding out why you're smoking, dealing with stress management is the number one thing. You can quit all day long, but the second you get stressed out, you're going to want to reach for a cigarette and that's how your body's trained. So finding someone to help you break those cycles is a great way to do that. I like to also refer to acupuncture. Many acupuncturists are trained in um, habit cessation, like smoking cessation. So that's a wonderful way to go. I refer for essential oils, black pepper and clove are also a great alternative. So when you're reaching for a cigarette, most people are worried that they're going to gain weight because instead of smoking, they're going to start eating. So I tell my patients to dip a um, toothpick, a toothpick in a bottle of clove or black pepper and then chew on that. Um, and that has been shown to help reduce cravings in the brain and in the body as well. And another, my last trick is that finding an accountability partner, someone who's going to support you in your quitting journey, who's going to be there to listen to you, to help you break through down times and move forward without relying on cigarettes can be very, very helpful. Whether it's a friend, a therapist, someone in your religious organization that you can call on would be a great idea. If you're looking for personalized health support, I would love to be able to help you. We look at your health history, we do blood work, we do testing for hormones and um, gut health. There's so many things that we can look at. So I'd invite you to schedule a free health consultation with me. You can click on the link below and schedule online for a free chat and we'll brainstorm on how to get you moving forward and feeling better fast. Make sure you like and subscribe so you stay tuned with all of our weekly videos and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Functional Wellness with Dr. Allison. If you would like personalized care and testing, you can schedule a free introductory consult with Dr. Allison online at Little Black Bag Medicine or message us on Facebook at Little Black Bag Medicine. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week.